0: Oh, good morning. Welcome to the Sunday morning service. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Happy uh, post-Thanksgiving now, right? Post-Thanksgiving. Um, you can get involved with this morning's topic by calling 800-411-BOND, 800 411 Or you can email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name and town, your email I appreciate it. Good morning, to everybody.
1: Good morning. Good morning.
0: Thank you for being here. I feel sleepy this morning for some reason. I want to talk about uh, family and Thanksgiving, since it is Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, I learned a lot or realized a lot from this uh, this uh, hanging out with my family this weekend. And um, I've been, you know, I've noticed this over the years, but it is more apparent to me now than. Ever before. Um, I want you to first turn with me to Luke 12, chapter 12, verse 51. I hear pages turning. Uh, 12, 51. Okay. Chapter 12, verse 51. Where am I? Oh, here we go. Um. Can you read that for me?
2: I'm oh, sorry? I said, no, I can't.
0: Oh, you don't know how to read.
2: <laughs>
0: I said, can you read that for me? He said, no, I can't. Um, can you read it for me? In the back. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: I didn't bring my Bible, Jesse.
0: Did you bring your cell phone?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, James, read it for me. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? A little louder. Do you think I came
3: to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided father against son, and son against father,
0: mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, Mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And I want to read what my Bible has to say about it. I'm reading it from the New Jerusalem Bible. It says, Do you suppose that I am here to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For far from now on, far from now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. Father opposed to son, son to father, mother to daughter, daughter to mother mother-in-law to daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law to mother-in-law. Um, when I left, my, I had Thanksgiving dinner with my uh, uh, uncle and aunt and their families, my cousins and folks like that. And when I left, I said to them, you know, I'm about to leave. I'm, I'm leaving now. And I realized that I don't like you guys and you guys don't like me. <laughs> I said, the only person here I like is my uncle. And he is the only one that, he's the only one like me, and I am the only one that, let me see, he's the only one that likes me, and I had to go the other way around. And I'm the only one that I like. He's the only one that I like. But what, and what I realized, and I've been realizing this from my family for the last 20 years, is that my family members, not all, not all, but most, They're boring. They're dishonest. They're lost and don't realize it. Uh, They're evil and don't realize it. And for some reason, and I used to be that way, so I know what that is. And I know what it is to get with your family members and nothing happens. They sit there and lie to one another. They talk about nothing. They pretend that all is well when it's really not. And and then you know all these troubles are going on. There's trouble in the families. They don't like one another. They're dishonest with each other. They talk about each other behind their backs. And then when you bring it up, you become the enemy in the family. You know, it's like you're the troublemaker. Um, When God changed my heart 21 years ago now, I lost the desire to just sit around with a bunch of folks and talk about nothing. It doesn't make sense to me anymore to do that. Oh, how you doing, fine, how are you, fine? The cat jumped the fence the other day. And uh or or, you know, I bought a new car or just nothing for hours about nothing. And you know that they hate one another. You know they don't like each other. You know all these troubles these troubles are going on. And so they don't want to deal with it. It's like In every family, not every family, but most families, one or two of the children or relatives have been set apart from the rest of the families, family members. And you feel like an outcast almost because they can't relate to you and you can't relate to them. And then everybody and their mama eat like a pig, you know, just pigging out, fat as a pig, and they got troubles and don't want to bring it up. And I walked into my uh, my family Thanksgiving dinner, and I had told Patrick, when I walk in, I'm going to bow down to them and just to start trouble, right? So I walk in, I bow down to them, and I said, who do I remind you of? <laughs> 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 and when they figured out who I reminded them of, it was over. You know, the battle was on. And so we were just... And sometimes when I go and meet with my family members, I try not to bring up any truth at all because I know that they don't want to hear the truth. I know that they don't like the truth. So sometimes I'll go and just try to put up with it. But it's hard to put up with that stuff now. It's hard for me to meet with my family or get with them and, and just sit there and just laugh and talk about nothing and pretend all is well. When all is not well. But it's so easy for people who are lost in darkness to do that. They get together and just lie to one another. And I said to them, I said to them, you know, I now realize what Jesus meant when he said, I did not come to unite. I came to divide. To divide fathers from sons and sons from uh, uh, fathers and mother-in-laws from family members. And my aunt said to me, no, that's not what he meant. He didn't mean that. But he did mean that. And what I've come to realize is that my blood family is not my family. They're not my family members. They are my family, but they are not my family. My family members are those who have been born again of God and can relate spiritually. That's my new family. I've heard Christians say that before, but I realize now even they don't know what that means because most of my family members would tell you that they are Christians. They would say, oh, as a matter of fact, some of my family members, the people I'm talking about, they're going to Bible classes, evangelist classes. They know the Bible upside down, but they're liars. They're dishonest. They don't have any depth to what they think about and talk about when their families are together. And then, if you bring up the truth, you automatically become the enemy of the family. It's a waste of time. And I've, we are planning a family reunion next year, August of next year. And I've decided, you know, I may not even go to the family reunion. For what? All you're going to do is get drunk and lie to one another, pretend that all is well. And you can tell they don't like you when you're up truth. Have you ever been around people when, you know, you can just feel the uneasiness? And then if you bring up something you attack right away, that's how it is with my family. It's a waste of time. They're not my family members. And I have to let them go. And you're going to have to make that decision when you're born again of God. You can't hold on to the world around you. Your family, your family will turn on you and have you destroyed. And, and we're going to read about that in a minute here. But when you're truly, 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 and I'm not talking about this fake born again. I'm not talking about the Christians who walked down to the front of the church and believed that Jesus died on the cross for them, and they signed up and, you know, now they're born again. Not those kind of Christians. I'm talking about men and women who, who have entered into the kingdom of heaven from within. But most Christians, most family members are liars and deceivers, and it's hard to be around them when you're truly, truly born again. And I hear a lot of people saying, that you know, I can't stand being around my family. You know, they're always attacking me. I feel like I'm the only one. I'm all on my own. What should I do? You've got to dump them. You've got to let them go. They are not your family anymore. It's really not your family. And I've come to realize that about my family members. They're jealous of one another. They're, not, they're just liars. How can you call yourself a man or a woman of God and be a liar? How can you get together with family members that you're supposed to love? You know, we're supposed to love one another as family members. That's what a family is all about. But family members don't love each other. They'll rather go behind your back and talk about you rather than tell you to your face what they think is going on in your life. And these are Christian folks I'm talking about. I don't know family members who, you probably do, I don't, know family members who get together, have a meal, but have open and honest dialogue about what's going on in their life. They whisper about you behind your back, and yet praise the Lord in front of your face. This stuff has to stop. I'd rather stay home and read a book and take a nap than put up with that. I don't, we got to, if we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth, we have to stop pretending that it is what it is. We have to be honest about what it is. Because in that family member, maybe there's one soul that will hear that truth. I hear that truth. I'm thinking about something that I just realized. And, they, and they, that soul can be saved. But if you've got to sit with your family members, you know you've got drug addicts in the family, alcoholics, men and women cheating on each other, and you got to put up with, with that, Something wrong with you. You can't be amongst these folks and be satisfied with that. And so I've decided that I'm just not going to tolerate that with my family members anymore. I can hang out with the folks who believe in God and can have a real dialogue, or I can stay home. But I'm not going to pretend like all is well when all is not well. There's so much stuff going on in my family right now. It's amazing. It's amazing. I have one cousin who is married to a, a woman who is just a, a, a from hell. <laughs> he's married to the devil. And, and, and because he can't handle the devil, he's big as a house. I mean, just fat as a pig. Because he has so much conflict. But if I bring it up, then I'm the troublemaker. I'm like, cousin, you need to lose some weight. You need to you need to start dealing with your wife. She's driving you insane. You got and this wife is just. If I went in church, I'd cuss right now. That's how bad she is. But won't nobody tell her? When I get together and talk on the phone with family members and she's not around. Oh yeah, that's right. That's true. I had a uh, another family member who moved in with one of my other family members, who was an old lady, retired, right? And this, my cousin moved in with her, and she didn't want my cousin to move in, but she let her move in. And so I called up, and am like, why did you let her move in if you didn't want her to move in? And, and apparently the cousin was there, and she couldn't even talk straight up. Like, I said, is she there now? Yeah. <laughs> did you want her to move in? No. talking in codes. (laughs) And I said, well, who told her to move in? I don't know. (laughs) Well, why would you let her move in? I don't know. Can't talk. In her own household, you got to be insane. Anybody that lets someone move into your household and you didn't invite them there. You don't want them there, but you let them move in. It's something wrong with you. You are a weak, pathetic, poor, pitiful person. And then they make up excuses about, it. "Oh, it's a family member." Your family member is taking advantage of you. And these are Christians I'm talking about. I'm not talking about sinners here. These are Christians who are afraid to be honest. So I said, "Put her on the phone." <laughs> And so I said, hey, how you doing? Fine. Why did you move into my family member home? Well, my kids told me to move in. But how your kids going to tell you to move into somebody else's house? Because they don't want to be bothered with you. (laughs) Well, they told me to do it. I said, well, how long are you going to be there? Well, not long. Well, I said, well, hurry up and get out. (laughs) She doesn't want you there. (laughs) But she can't tell you. And these are Christians. Where is the boldness and the honesty in men and women of God? Nobody going to stay in my house that I don't want there. Nobody. I don't care who's sending them over there. If I don't want them there, they're not going to stay there. And then if I invite you to stay, you're not going to take over my home and do what you want to do in my household. But that's happening in my family. I don't know about your family. And They'll let other members move in and take over the household. Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. But they're hurting your feelings. You know, they're doing what you don't want them to do in your household. And then they have this thing where, now they have this thing, and then I'll take some questions. Now they have this thing where, if their kids are not married, they can now bring their boyfriend over and stay overnight. And not marry in Christian homes. And I'm like, especially with black folks, I'm like, when did this start? Because I remember growing up, the one thing that a black family would never let happen, you bring your girlfriend home or your boyfriend home. It could not happen. They can come and have dinner, but when that sunset <laughs> and we're ready to go to bed, they are out of there. Even if they had to sleep in their car, they're out of there. I'm, I'm dealing with my son right now. Family members want to come and stay all night with their boyfriends and the gay couple want to come and stay with the gay couple. I'm like, no, don't do that. You've got you to gotta take a stand for your family, for your life, because one thing about evil, since our battle is a spiritual battle, one thing about evil, if you let evil have an inch, it would take a mile. Have you noticed that? You give into one little thing in your own life that you should not be giving into, don't you find yourself going back and want to do it some more? You know, you just, and then you say, well, I'll never do it again, but you're fine. You can't let evil have its way at all. Because evil is a spirit. It has an identity. It has a life, and it wants your soul. So you got to, as, as uh, Martin was saying, you've got to be either for truth or against it. And you've got to love truth more than you love anybody else or anything else. This is a serious battle that we're fighting. It's not a game. But yet, yeah, we're supposed to relax and have fun with it. But it's a serious battle. And I realized this weekend that my family member was just absolutely, can sc- I say screwed up? Patrick, I had to look at the white man to find out what I should say and shouldn't say. <laughs> can I say that?
2: I think the uh, cat is out of the barn or whatever. <laughs>
0: But they're, they're screwed up, and we have a bunch of cowardly Christians who allow it to happen. And it's a shame. I, I'm not, that's not my family anymore. I wish them well. I love them. But if I'm going to be with them, I'm going to be me. If I can't be me, I don't need to be with them. It's a waste of time. And then at holidays, where everybody just phony at holidays. You want to see some phony folks? Wait, wait for Thanksgiving and Christmas. They get together and it's all phony. And and, and and what I've noticed that, let's say you have a house full of people, and when one person leaves, everybody talk about that person. I'm glad she's gone with her bad husband. You know, she's cheating on her husband. They won't say that while the person's there. They wait till they leave and then say it. All in the name of Jesus. <laughs> It's time for the light of God to shine in the earth. Souls need to be saved. We need some honesty. We need some truth in the earth. and It is not happening. Yes, sir?
2: Have you ever told any of your relatives um, that you're trying to help that, that it's possible for a coward to turn into a, someone brave? <clears throat> yeah. They see you being it, but they don't really know how to get there themselves.
0: They do. As a matter of fact, when I was growing up, I was a cowardly, emotional, afraid person. Empty, couldn't speak up. And the only time that I could speak up is when I was angry, like a little female. When I was angry, then I could go off and feel tough, right? And so now I have changed from that, and they don't understand how I got it. Well, what happened to you? This is not the person we know. You didn't grow up this way. You're, like, you're not like anybody else in the family. <laughs> you used to be like us. What happened to you? And then I try to tell them, I examine myself, ask God to forgive me. He caused my heart to change, and I'm a brand new person. But you're right, they don't know how to do it.
2: Oh, that's true. You know, I, I um I even told my brothers almost word for word the same thing, but they just don't believe it's possible. Most
0: Christians don't believe it's possible.
2: Yeah. once they get locked into what they are, they do not believe it's possible yeah. for them to change. Truly.
0: Change. Yeah. That is absolutely true. I've come to realize that most people don't believe. Well, they believe we all sin and come short of God and need to be saved. They all say that. I mean, they'll sing a song about that. But they truly don't believe that you could really change. And that's where the problem is. They think someday, by and by, when you get to heaven, we are not perfect now. We can't help ourselves, so we just be liars, cheaters, thieves, and bag of bones until we die. When we die, then we'll be it. That's a deception from the devil. You can change right now. As a matter of fact, that's why Christ came. You don't have to be a liar. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be a drug addict. You don't have to be an alcoholic. You don't have to cheat on your wife or your husband. You don't have to worry about what anyone... I can care less what people think about me. That is so far removed away from me, and I used to worry about that. But I can, I can care less what they think. There's not one person walking this earth that I can care about what they think about me. Not one. Even if we find that guy that Jesus raised from the dead, Lazarus, what's his name? Yeah, he was dead. If I happened to run into him, I wouldn't care. What do you think? Because I love what's right more than anything else. It's a truth that changed my life. No person changed my life. My mama didn't do it. My daddy didn't do it. My uncle didn't do it. My aunt, my friends didn't do it. My enemies didn't do it. God changed my life. And I'm committed to him, and I can care less what anybody else thinks. I don't need you to love me. I need to love you. And I love you by not caring what you think. I don't need anything from you. God will provide. And last Sunday we talked about people focusing on the wrong thing. You know, they think if they, you know, oh, how do you know you know God? He gave me a house. The devil gave you a house. (laughs) How do you know you you know God? He gave me a wife or a husband. That's not no proof that you know God. It's when you overcome sin, that's when you know you know God. Because when you overcome that, you're going to be able to keep His commandments. And he said that you know that you love me when you keep my commandment. Sinful people cannot keep and do not keep commandments of God. And so these preachers who are telling you that you can't be perfect, that you're a sinner until you die, they're lying to you. How are you going to keep a commandment if you're a sinner, if you're of your father and the devil? we got to wake up and be honest with our family members. You can't want their love and, and be honest with them. you got to not need their love in order to be honest, because family members are mean. If you want to know what it's like to be discriminated against, get born again, and sit in a house with your family members and tell the truth. <laughs> All hell comes out. I mean, they, they can cut throats and they should say some stuff that is out of this world, your own flesh and blood. Isn't that amazing? I think that's why a lot of people buy, uh, cower down, because they can't handle what, what they're going to say to them. But you can't be of the world and of God too. You must be born again. So it's time to start getting real with this stuff. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah.
2: Hey, go on.
0: To else so I'm sure that when you guys look at your family members, you can see you're not being honest with them, and they're not being not being honest with you. You go, you eat turkey, you lie to each other, and you leave the same way. Just fool with a big plate, take it an extra meal home. But no truth has been told at all. It has to stop. I had one of my cousins tell me, they call me Punchy. Like, Punchy, how did you become so bold like that? You know, all I know about our family that can tell folks the truth and don't care what they think about you. I love them, and I want them to know the truth. They can be free. But it's not happening in my family members. And now I'm sure I have a big family, and I'm like, what? I have um, six sisters, and I have five brothers living, but four brothers now. And maybe out of that, my immediate family, I think there's one of my brothers who are on the right track a little bit. Everybody else is on their way to hell and suffering. I have one brother who hates my mama, my mother so bad, he's become an alcoholic. And the only time he can be honest with them is when he's drunk. And that's when he goes off and calls them all kind of names and just everything about them. And I said, "Well, this is how my brother really feels about you." No, he's just saying that because he's drunk. No, he's saying that because he's drunk and has the courage to say it. Because when he's sober, he doesn't have the courage to tell them the truth about it. But when he's drunk, he does. If you want to be able to tell the truth, go get drunk. Some of the most honest people are alcoholics. (laughs) Yeah. When they're drunk, they tell the truth. When they're sober, they can't believe they told the truth. (laughs) I didn't mean it.
2: Then they they
0: say it's just the alcohol talking. Yeah. It's the alcohol talking. That's right. It's the reality, it's the truth talking. Alcoholics will tell you the truth, like kids would tell you the truth we got to turn to truth. you got to love truth. I love truth. I absolutely love truth. I love truth. Ever since it took over my life, I've been in love with it. And I will not sacrifice it for anybody or anything. As a matter of fact, I can't even, if I wanted to sacrifice it, I don't know how. I don't know if I could because I have a new nature. The old nature is not there anymore you got to be honest, folks. you got to tell the truth. And don't go around telling the truth just because I said tell the truth. Because a lot of people, they go out um, jumping on folks just because they said, well, you told me to tell the truth, right? And it's coming coming with the wrong spirit. You're going to get killed that way. (laughs) They will murder you. Because they feel this negative spirit, this judgmental spirit coming out of you telling the truth. You hate your mama. And they're just saying it because somebody said tell the truth. That's not the way to tell the truth. If you're not guided by the Holy Spirit to tell the truth, it's best to be quiet. Because you're guided by another spirit. And we are a spirit. Everything we do is spiritual. Absolutely everything we do is spiritual. You can even be laughing with someone and that's spiritual because a lot of times you're laughing at them and they don't know it. They look like a fool, but they think you're laughing with them. And so that's deceiving too. You ever had anybody laughing with you? You thought they were laughing with you, but you later realized they were laughing at you? (laughs) I'm telling you, everything we do is either of the lie or of the truth. Everything we do. Yes, Pat?
2: It's difficult though to be, if you don't love the truth. Uh, The gentleman was talking about not loving the truth, and I, I see I don't you know, really love the truth. Uh, you know, it seems like it's easy to be the sinner carried away into their mess. In some ways, yeah. it's easy. I know they're going through hell on their own, but... And then if you transcend that, if you love the truth, it seems like it's easy to be there, too, because you don't care what they think and all that. But the average person, us, myself included, doesn't love the truth, but, a lot, but wants you know, wants the truth, you know, wants right. So you're kind of on the journey there. So you're taking a lot of incoming, you know, you're, you're, you can be at things and you, and you're being truthful to some degree, but maybe not all the way. And you're gonna take a lot of shots and it's gonna be very difficult until you transcend over into like yeah. it's being fully born again, let's say.
0: Yeah. It's interesting when you truly, truly love the truth and you're of that truth. When people, when you're in an environment like that and people attack you, you don't even feel it. It, It's like it just, you're just looking at an insane person with angry or deceitful words. But when you're on the way to it, you're not there yet, you will feel the pain of it. Or you cower down to it and go along with it.
2: And maybe that's a a, a good in the sense that it gives you incentive to overcome all the rest of your mess so that you can kind of cross into the promised land. So to it
0: speak. allows you to see where you are. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when you are born again of God, words bounce off you. They have no effect on you. Really. You're not moved by words at all. If anybody is moved by words, then you need to go back into your prayer closet and get saved. If somebody can hurt your feelings, they can make you feel good or make you feel bad, you you have not found God yet. You're not born again yet. Because when you're born again, the ego starts to die, and you're not moved by that anymore. And it's, it's not something you make happen, it's just that you're not moved by it. You're not moved by it at all. So that's a good way of knowing if you're born again. If you're still moved by words, if you need love. I look at some of these guys, these Christian guys who say that they believe in God, they're still laying up with women, they're bringing them home, staying all night with them, carrying on. I'm like, how, how do you sleep with a woman and then when you wake up the next morning, you minister to her? You know, tell her the truth about God. And women are very judgmental anyway. They may sit there and go, oh yeah, that's right. God is good. But they're thinking this. <laughs> you know, women are, women are judgmental. Women wake up in the morning while you're sleeping and they're thinking... am I wrong ladies No, men don't understand that women live off judgment really they can wake up in the morning and and cook breakfast clean the house go to work send the kids off go to work all off hatred come back home make dinner cuss you out go to bed and still hating you Really, they thrive off it. And so when you're being weak with them by talking about you're a Christian and then laying up with them, you're not doing them any favor at all. They'll go along with it because they want to control you anyhow, but you have no impact on their lives in no formal fashion. But they'll let you think that because they want control. But you have no impact. I'm so sick of seeing men do this. If you're not going to live it, don't even pretend it. Don't bring up God. Talk about your father and the devil. <laughs> the devil gave us a good time last night, huh? <laughs> uh, we sinned last night with good sin. Be honest about it. We got to go to church today, but let's just know that we're, we're sinners. Don't pretend. It's a waste of time. Women know. Women can smell a weak, pathetic man a mile. They could be at a club, and you could be over on the other side of the bar. They're standing at the door. They'll zoom in on that wheat one, and they'll go right after that wheat one. Let's go over here and make him buy me a drink. <laughs> hey, guy, how you doing? You're so handsome. Oh, thank you. Buy me a drink. They can zoom in on you just like that. You can't fool women, men, when it comes to that. And then when you try to stand up, they'll try to kill you, too. So, But you got to be strong. I love what's right. Irvis, that's on your hand. I'm sorry.
4: I was say, um, as far as the family thing, I noticed that I caught myself in a few situations where I may disagree with somebody, and I noticed that they start escalating, you know, getting mad, escalating the conversation. I mean, I've witnessed it probably three or four times. What I noticed is that I find myself kind of, in a way, just diffusing the situation. What I realized is that, it's actually a form of weakness because it is. they want to go off and attack, you know. And they're just like, you know, it's not worth it. It may be like something to do with politics or whatever. But what I realize is that every time I kind of back down, they kind of get more out of control. Yeah. And uh, it's best just to have it out right then and there.
0: I was at a birthday party this weekend, and one of the young ladies almost brought up a deep subject. And the other young lady said, no, cut it out. I don't want to hear it. And you can feel the tension rising in the room with this young lady accidentally bringing up a deep subject. But the truth has a way of just making the devil, folks, go insane. Have you noticed that? Yeah. If you want to know where the devil is, just speak the truth. He'll show himself. <laughs> if you go to a party and you want to know, if the, oh, let me see if the devil is in this room. Just speak the truth. The devil will reveal himself. He gets angry right away. He he becomes defensive right away. Oh, he's in the room. You can pull him out with truth every time. So you could try this the next party you go to. And you're going to have a lot of chances because Christmas is coming up.
1: <coughs>
0: <laughs> but if you want to know the devil's kids in the room, speak the truth. Oh, um uh Mike, I heard that you cheated on your wife yesterday. All hell to break loose. <laughs> no, don't say that. Why you are bringing that up now? Don't do this. The devil will speak. You're just a racist. You're just this. Go ahead, Armus. So my mind was telling
4: me that this particular situation maybe wasn't the right time and place, but they don't really care. So it's not really up to me yeah. when that situation occurs. That's right.
0: How many people do understand this? that? The right time is when the opportunity is there. And the devil is going to tell you the right time is never. This is not the right time to tell the truth. This is a party. This is not the right time to tell the truth. Mama is dead. (laughs) Uh, A friend of mine was telling me that he went to a funeral. This guy died. He went to a funeral. And he had lived with this woman without marrying her, right? And so this woman was uh, reading off, I guess, his history or something. And in that, somebody wrote that he had another woman on the side during the whole time he was living with her. And she just found out at the funeral, while she was reading the history of her boyfriend who was dead, that she had lived with. That he had another woman on the side. I said, well, good for her. She got what she deserved. He's like, no, don't say that. How you gonna say that about the woman? I said, you should have told her right there at the funeral, you got what you deserve, because if you were a decent woman, you would not have been living with a man anyway and not married to him. How are you going to trust a man to live with you and not marry you and think he's going to be faithful? That doesn't even compute to me. I don't know how women can trust a man to live with him and not marry to him and think he's going to be faithful. It's hard enough being faithful when you're married. <coughs> At least when you're married, you got a little pool there. You know, well, I'm, I'm cheating on my wife. You still may go do it, but at least you have something. But if you're not married to the woman, there's nothing to stop you. Nothing to stop And women who live with men are fools. And they get what they deserve. So I felt nothing about this woman who was finding out at her boyfriend's funeral that he cheated on her all that time. He had no reason not to cheat. Anybody disagree? All you guys looking at me like I'm crazy <laughs> or mean or something. Who disagree with that? Women, do not live with men until they marry you. Amen. No sex until they marry. You can't trust a man like that. And men, you can't trust a woman who will live with you before marriage. She's what the Bible calls a whore. That's a whore. We have a lot of whores and a lot of whore makers.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everybody and their mama, ho. It's so popular now that it's almost, you don't even think about it anymore. Oh, you live with her? Yeah. Where's your Bible? It's over there on the desk. Have you noticed that? The Christians are doing it as much as the non-Christians. Am I wrong? <laughs> Why are you living with it? I gotta try it out first. I gotta test it. A marriage is a lifetime thing. Anyway, I'm going on.
3: It's like when, and I don't do this, I do this and I know it's how it works. It's like when you, you think in your mind, I'm doing this because I know he can't do it right. Or I'm doing this, I'm taking care of the kids, I know because he wouldn't do it if I wasn't here. Yep. It's, that's how you do it off of anger the whole time. That's you right. made yourself above him and you do the whole thing to show and prove to him you he couldn't do it without you.
0: Hey, hey. Exactly <laughs> that is perfectly said. You can't get any better than that. Yeah, you
3: know, that answer
4: did very good. Yeah. They're oh, it. That's an honest woman.
0: And they are a dime a dozen. <laughs> what?
4: A dime a dozen means a whole
0: bunch of them. Oh, no, well, are A rare,
4: rare, rare money. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You find one arm out of a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> so what?
2: No, not even that. Is,
0: it's rare that you find a woman could be that honest about a woman.
3: If I'm an honest woman and I know I do that, then yeah. think got
0: people who don't know they do it and they still do yeah, it. That's right. So you don't do it. No, I do do it. <laughs> I, that's yeah. how I know I do it. That's why she knows, because she doesn't. Poor guy. Well, at least she knows what she's doing. <laughs> And now you know that you know, so you don't have to fall for it.
1: I'm not gonna take that breakfast anymore.
0: <laughs> 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 Arthur, you said not all women. Yes, I said. I said. And I hear that a lot. <coughs>
3: not all women are angry, angry because of these things that's happening. But you know,
0: I have you ever so met I'm one?
3: I'm here to learn. I'm here to learn. Right. So maybe so us. is I've one of I observe. This lady? Well, I'm not saying I'm angry, but I, I don't think yeah. I do all
0: things because of that, because I'm angry. So you're saying sometimes all women are angry, but not all of them are motivated by their anger. Right, right. They don't That's face breakfast yes. based yes. on yes. anger. Yes. Well, I don't know. You may be right, but I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. Now, there are women who are waking up, as this young lady is, and she sees what she's doing, so she's getting better from it, she's getting away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of women don't see what they want. They don't see what's driving them, or they see it and they want they to admit it. it so they can be free from it.
4: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But because they know they're mean,
3: yeah.
0: But they just want to know admit they it, mean
3: and, and they know they have hatred in yeah. their soul, and uh, they just need to get work on it. That's all, and see. It. They
0: need to be told the truth. By men. Instead of these men taking advantage of them, they need to, the men need to, you know, set themselves apart from her and and be an example of what she could become. Tell her the truth. Don't use her. Don't take advantage of her. And then in 50 years, she'll overcome it.
3: See, this is what I'm (laughs) talking about just when you uh, speak on uh, things like that. Um, My turn of thoughts. Um, A man, I don't have a problem with a man, being a man. Yeah. But he had to know where he's coming from. He had to love mm-hmm. the Lord. And when you when they... Um,
0: you uh, make a good point, because men who love the, the truth... And
3: all that stuff, and I see you not living it, what are you telling me for? Mm-hmm. You're not living it. You're not right. trying to live it. So I have a problem with that. I don't have no problem... Having a man that is a man and know know the Lord and it's just
0: beautiful. But to But me, and then I want to really clear up know the Lord thing because well, there are a lot well, of men who they, say they know well, the Lord. The truth, okay. Right. But a truth. man who loves what's right. You're right. And he's guided by what is right. Yes. He can take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. He and he realizes that he doesn't need a woman's love. Right, right. Because women don't have love to give. No. Did you guys know that? No. A woman's love would kill you. It'll, kill, it'll kill you your children. It'll make the paint drop off the house. <laughs> a woman's love would kill the grass, the cat, the dog, and then spread it down the road. I don't know about that. That's what a love would do. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> Who disagrees with that? I do. You disagree? Oh, you disagree. Good. I like disagreement. Why do you disagree that a woman's love would kill you? And dry up the paint and.
1: That.
3: Well, if that's the case, Jesse. I... Well,
0: let me get this one first and then hold that thought. I like disagreement because we want to get an understanding.
3: Because love is of God and love is life. I can't hear you. Because love is of God.
0: Right. That's why a woman's love would kill you. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, a woman's love, if she has the love of God within her that she's, that she's sharing.
0: Right. But that's like finding a needle in a haystack.
3: Women that love God? Yes. I'm not sure what haystack you've been looking <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um So you disagree, but you didn't tell me why you disagree that a woman's love will kill you.
3: If you're saying that a woman who does not know God, her love will kill you, I agree with that. But if you're saying, you know, women generally, you know, a woman who knows God, I don't
0: believe. Do you know any women who know God and they have good love?
3: They have God's
0: love. Do you you know any women like that? Yeah. you know women, bring them next Sunday.
3: (coughs) She has God's love. Who? Now go ahead and tell me that I don't.
0: My son is here. My son is going to go, yeah, thank God. So I finally said it. Um, I, I'm going to clear it up a little bit for you and make you happy. Yes.
3: I'm very happy. Let's tell the
0: truth. Yes, yes, Mar, you have your hand. <laughs> you have your hand. Uh, do you disagree that a woman love will kill you? No. You don't disagree? No, See? Don't. Men, no. <laughs> He's
3: on his last name. I'm oh, sorry? <laughs>
4: He's going to be on his last name.
0: <laughs> See? She's about to kill him. <laughs> I dare him to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and why do you agree with me? Because it almost killed me. <laughs> yeah? Yes, sir. You see all these men walking around half dead. <laughs>
2: That's
0: a woman's love, <laughs> starting with mama. But I, I want to stay with the Thanksgiving the theme. But I'll clear this up for you. Did you have something you want to say? I was just
2: just put that what you just said about a woman's love into a song and try to sell it.
0: It won't sell. <laughs> Except for the men who know that I'm telling the truth will buy it. And they'd have to
2: buy it with masks yeah. on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you have to make the song "I Always Love Mama." You can't make a song that Mama's love would kill you.
2: <laughs>
0: I shouldn't try that. You'd
2: be the first. It would be the first ever.
0: I think anybody here make music. Make a song that Mama Love would kill you. You'll be We'll help you make some money off. Yes, yeah. The song using me. That's what it was about. Using me? Wilson. I'm sorry. The song using me. That's
2: that's
0: what it was about. I don't remember the song. By Bill Withers. Oh, you just keep on using me until you use me up. Use me up. He said he didn't even mind. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's right. But let me let me clear this up a little bit for you. There is a spiritual order to life. And that order is God in Christ, Christ over man, uh God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. And so love is supposed to come from above and go down into the family. Um but when that order is broken, because of Adam and Eve. Sin syndrome thing, when Eve listened to the serpent, he became her God, and now the woman's love is coming from below. She get her love from the devil and pass it up to the family, and that's what destroys the family. That's why the kids end up angry, end up insecure and doubtful, on drugs, alcoholic. Men are having sex before time. Women are having sex because they have angry love in them that came from mama, instead of that perfect love that comes from Father that was passed down to him from Christ, from God. That's why the order got to be reversed, and that's what Christ did. He came and he reversed that order so men could get back in order and give their wives and children the proper kind of love. But most people don't know it, and they're getting mama's love, and mama's love is being promoted as real love, and it's not. Why do you think the family is all messed up? Everybody and their mama have mama's love, but nobody's getting better from it because it doesn't work. It's come from below rather than from above. It's got to come through the man to the woman and the children. That's a reality. I'm sorry to report that to you, but mama's love is not going to work. When mom loves her dad, she's going to be attracted to a man who is just like his da- her dad, and hopefully that man is a good man, that order will maintain itself. But most of these women have weak fathers The mothers have turned them away from their fathers and they're angry. They got mama's love and it's going on from generation to generation to generation. That's what's going on. That's why I said mama love will kill you. You can't show me one family where mama was in control and love is there. The family is not sound. I'm not saying it doesn't exist because maybe there was a woman who loved her father. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. But you can't show me a family where mama was in control and the family is a sound family anybody know one i could be wrong anybody know a family where mama was in control and it's a sound family everybody all oh, quiet <laughs> but we got to be honest about it it's not a put down to tell the truth
3: i never thought of it that way Jesse.
0: yeah that's what it is it makes sense yep
4: yeah.
0: i'm telling you Mama's love does not work. And it's not mama. I'm not putting down mama for telling the truth. I'm telling the truth to wake you up about it so we can change the order. That's why Christ came to save us from mama. Everybody love mama. (laughs) And mama killing you. And mama want you to get better too. Mama wants the man to get better so he can save her. She needs to be saved. But he's trying to get love from her. He's afraid to tell her the truth. He doesn't want mama to get mad. He doesn't want mama to stop cooking. You can't love mama and love the truth. It doesn't work that way. And These are things we need to start talking about when we are at Thanksgiving dinners, uh, Christmas dinners. Christ said, remember him. You're not remembering Christ when you sit there and lie to one another and pretend that all is well and it's not well. You're not loving Christ when you do that. Amen. Amen. And it's something else you have to deal with. This. It's fun when you wake up. It's like going to a big party. Yes, ma'am. That's true because
3: I remember when Paul was younger. Like um, during the week, he was like a lot in control. But like when he gets to speed and spend a weekend with his father, like
0: Monday is always good. <laughs> it starts out good. <laughs> like he's back in order. That's right. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why kids don't listen to mama. At three years old, she's already messed them up. They've lost authority for me. Re- they've lost respect for authority. At three years old. Because it's not in the mama, it's in the father.
3: kids Yes.
2: The problem with mama's love is it's counterfeit. And it's not the real love. Yes. But it masquerades as being love. That's right. And I think that's what messes with people a lot and why it messes people up. So
0: mama's love is not love, folks. Father's love is love when father has a relationship with Christ, when he's been born again, when he has overcome mama. That's what the new birth is all about. Remember, you must be born again. Men and women got to be born again. They got to die from mama's spirit and take on Christ's spirit. That's what the salvation is, being born away from mama, from that ego, from that lie, to the truth, which is of God. That's what being born again is all about a new nature, men and women. Women got to overcome mama too. A lot of them are just like mama. You want, they're just like your mama and not even related to her. You know, like, how did I end up marrying my own mama? <laughs> you're not my mama, and you constantly remind her she's not your mama. But she reminds you so much of your mama because when you hate your mother, when you come through her like that, you have her identity in you, and you're attracted to what you hate. You can't get away from it. That's why you must forgive so you don't end up marrying mama. And I don't care, some men marry a different race trying to get away from Mama, and they still end up marrying Mama. <coughs> How did this happen to me? She's inside of you. you got to overcome her. Men and women, boys and girls, not just men only, but women got to overcome Mama too because they keep repeating it. And at family dinner, this is what you need to be talking about. Are you holding her hand because she's going to beat you up later? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has a hand.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, honey. Uh, I'm sorry. She <laughs> knows what time it
2: is.
0: Oh, wow. She knows what time it is. Yeah. My wife ever said to me, you know, and that your wife? That's your girlfriend? Are you living with her? You live with her and not married. Why? made that, t- that step yet. You haven't made that step yet. You don't love her enough to marry her? Yeah, I do. Then why don't you marry her? Well, I haven't
3: given enough time.
0: How much time do you need? How long have you been living with her? Four months. Four months. How much time do you need to get married? I don't know. You don't know? And she's not requiring you to get married, huh? Oh, yeah. He's requiring you. Won't you put him out if he won't marry you?
3: <laughs> it's a long story. Well,
0: how but he doesn't love you. Yeah. If he won't marry you, he doesn't love you. Well, and he's not protecting he's you from the evil one. I'm sorry?
3: Financial too, and we have a lot
0: of No, God will take care of you. Yeah. Listen folks, mm-hmm. you don't have to do wrong to ladies to get taken care of. If you do right, God said He will provide. He will provide you every need because he is your father. So you don't have to sacrifice. Don't worry about that. He'll take care of you. But he can't take care of you as long as you're living wrong. He's not going to be able to do it. And life will be tough. And you should love her enough. If you can live with her, you can marry her. Oh,
4: yeah.
0: (laughs) I'll perform the wedding free. Do you want to marry her? Oh, yeah. And you can't afford to get married? No, right. So you don't have $100 to get married with? No. You're not working? I'm disabled. Are you getting a disabled check? Uh, Is it more than $100? (laughs) Well, you can get married. (laughs) I'll (laughs) put (laughs) a (laughs) pen. (laughs) I'm (laughs) telling (laughs) you. You have kids? Yeah. Not together. Not together. Yeah. This has to stop, folks. It really needs to stop. It's only making things worse and it's setting up for the next generation to fail. That's what it's doing because the kids are going to do what the parents are doing. Yes, yes, yes. And we got to realize this. It's by example. It's not what we say. They look at what we do. Even adults look at what other adults do and judge that. But we got, it's a spiritual battle. Satan is happy you guys are doing it this way because he understands you're setting up the next generation. You're setting them up for him. They will be deceived. They will suffer. You have something you want to say? Yeah, I see
1: your hand. Yeah. uh, Uh. uh, Just real quickly, um, what you were saying about, uh, you know, being honest with families and such, um, I just see that's so important because uh, for a, a long, I lived quite a while where I was just waiting for patience and I wouldn't speak up to a particular person I was living with. And when I finally did, I felt like I got out of jail like I opened a door and you know everything yeah. changed for me at that point like God couldn't make the change until I was willing to overcome that cowardice
0: yeah uh, interesting statement oh man interesting statement speaking of the right way to do it and I understand what you're saying but you gave me food for thought The right way to do it, you got to overcome your sin first. You must be born again. So that when you enter into the kingdom of heaven within, and you tell other people the truth, they're going to feel the spirit of love from it. But if you just tell the truth for the sake of speaking up, and there's nothing wrong with speaking up, but if you say it for the sake of just speaking up, it's coming from the wrong spirit, and people are going to feel that too. But I had to get born again first before I could be honest in the right way. And, and that way, when you're attacked, it rolls off your back. You don't take it personally because you see that they can't see. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, because if we are sinners, if we are not born again, we, we really can't tell the truth in the right way. It's impossible. For, because it's a spiritual thing. Yes, in sir. My
1: situ- I agree, but I had to... It wasn't like I went out and blasted him, but I was so cowardly with him right. that I had to leave. You know, I was on my path and on that path, you know, I had to do, say some things, even imperfectly, and it, it was very, very helpful. I couldn't wait to do everything perfect, but I, I no, I understand that. It.
0: That's right. You had to take a stand at some point. Right. That's right. Uh, and nothing wrong with that. I'm just wanting people to know because so many people need to be born again. I just don't want them going out there pouncing on people, and and they don't have their act together. You must be born again, and and you must sit still and allow God to take over your life and change your nature, men and women. And when he changed your nature, then the moment presents itself so you can tell another person the truth. It presents itself. But you should be speaking up anyway, you know, because you don't want to be a coward. But, God, I have 30 seconds. I want you to read Matthew 10, 10, verse 21 through 23 for me when you get a chance, all right? And it talks about speaking up and not being afraid and all that and how the world is going to attack you as a result of it. All right? Go to my website at bondinfo.org. There's a prayer CD there, Be Still and Know. And I want you to learn to sit still and allow God to come in and just take over your life, change your nature, and uh, you can start living. Thanks so much for tuning in. And thank you guys
2: for being here. (laughs) For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND.